Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the start of something new, a DCOM podcast. I'm your host, Jake, and with me, as always, is my co-host and fellow dolphin lover, Kate. And this is the podcast in which we review every single Disney Channel original movie in chronological order, all the way from Under Wraps to The Naughty Nine. And this is season two, episode 16, in which we'll be discussing the 40th Disney Channel original movie. Can you believe we're at 40 already? I can't. That's crazy. In less than two years. And granted, since given our schedules, I feel like that's, I feel like that's solid. That's yeah. kind of impressive. Because there's been times where we haven't been able to put out an episode for, like, a good almost month. <laughs> yeah. You know, it happens when you're in the phase of life that we are, so. Yeah. But anyway, we'll be discussing the 40th Disney Channel original movie, uh, Ring of Endless Light. But before we do that, Kate, how have you been since our last recording? I'm good. I don't have COVID anymore, so that's yes. uh, positive. Yes. Um... Yeah. Yeah. If you don't, if you didn't listen to the uh, bonus episode we did on Lego Movie, Kate was kind of dealing with some COVID I, for I, a little I, bit. I, I the COVID caught me. Um, of course, like I thought. I, I mean, I don't want to say I thought I could avoid it because I know that it can catch you like anyone at any time, right? But I kind of thought I could avoid it, um, at least symptomatically. I was asymptomatic back in September and found out from a precautionary test. This time I came back from a trip, um, and despite my precautions, it hit me right after the trip. So, uh, I'm really grateful to not have COVID anymore and to be living my best life without COVID. Yeah. How about you, Jake? Uh, yeah, I have a good too. You know, I had my, my birthday happen. We're, yes! We are now both old. Yes. <laughs> Certifiably old. Truly. Um, also, we're recording in person again. Yes. We were going to try and record the, the bonus episode in person, but then, you know. <laughs> you know, yeah. You know. I, I was not trying to give Jake the COVID, so. No, but we're here now, and you can't see this, but we literally have, like, a legit setup right now. We have, like, a mic and everything. It's crazy, considering how many of these that we have done over Skype and you know we don't live in the same place full time so unfortunately it will continue to be that way uh, for the most part but for a lot of episodes this summer I, I don't know if I should say a lot but at least a chunk we get to record in person with a mic together super exciting Ooh, yes super exciting so we are in the same room it's crazy yes we're real we're tangible I know like humans <laughs> yes yeah, so um you know we're here we're doing the recording in person so now Kate um, before we get into um, A Ring of Endless Light, there's some news, actually. Ooh. Some big, big news. So we finally have Zombies 3 release date. Yay! Yay! After all these months, we finally know when it's coming. But along with that, um, we got some very interesting news regarding the movie as well. So let's get into that. So first and foremost, Zombies 3 is officially releasing on July 15th, so a little over a month away, actually. Which is pretty soon. Pretty soon, but what's really interesting is it's going straight to Disney+. Plus. The death of the decom. <laughs> Truly. Like, I mean, obviously we gotta see what ends up happening with, like, the future ones that we know about, yeah. like Under Wraps 2 and 99. Right. But it's very interesting that, yes, Zombies 3, the conclusion of the trilogy is going straight to Disney Plus on the J July 15th. So we're going to wake up that morning and we can watch it right away on Disney Plus as opposed to, you know, waiting for 8th, 7th Central on Disney oh my Channel. Oh, gosh. 
On one hand, I think the convenience is great. On the other hand, my nostalgia is like, no, these kids need to go through the suffering that we went through. And then, like, running to the bathroom on a commercial break and then hearing somebody say, it's back on! <laughs> yes, oh my god, that really was the nostalgia. Honestly. Like, you waited all week for that for the Friday at 8, 7 central for that new decom and you had to schedule your bathroom break. You're like the commercial's on. I got to run and do it. I have this like core memory of my friend Hannah and I, the night that starstruck came oh out. Oh my God. And we were going up skiing with our families up North. And I remember we like, we were dead set on set on seeing the premiere of this decom. And we, I remember so vividly, like, getting to the hotel room. I think we got there just in the, either, like, right when it was starting or just, like, right after it started, like, just in the nick of time. And we, we like, ran into the hotel room, one of our hotel rooms, and, like, turned on the TV. And, um, you know, because if you missed it, then you just, you had to wait, you know? Right, Disney Plus. to see it again. Yeah, Disney Plus wasn't a thing. They weren't really releasing these on DVD. Streaming, obviously, wasn't a thing in general. So, like, if you missed... The premiere, you'd have to wait to the next rerun, which... For and if you were busy for that, then you're like... Yeah, what do you do? Yeah. Which, by the way, Starstruck, oh my god. Possibly one of my top ten favorites. I think, I think it's, it's definitely, when we get to that decom, we're gonna have... That's one we haven't really talked about as much. We talk a lot about High School Musical and Camp Rock, but Starstruck... Starstruck, it kind of... I love Starstruck. <laughs> I feel like, and not to get, to get too much into it, because obviously right, we'll get to it eventually, but I feel like... For the age we were, I feel like Starstruck was really like, this is what I want to happen to me. You know what I mean? Literally. It's literally like the every, like, it's like every fanfic you read in middle high school come to life on TV. It actually is a fanfic in a movie. And bonus points, the the girl in the movie is supposedly living in Kalamazoo. That's and right. I went on to live in Kalamazoo for a and little bit. And you're like, bit, where so. is Christopher Wilde? Yeah, I'm like, Christopher Wilde, you here? Like, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to, sorry, sorry, I don't know, her, I don't remember what her, uh, the character's name was. Crap. I don't I think I think the girl who played her was Danielle something. But, um, uh, like, I'm, try, I'm here to steal your band, sorry, like single freshman and sophomore in college me was you were planning yeah i was i was i was i was, I was planning but alas christopher wilde never showed up um so i'm working out but yeah you know, but still it's <laughs> christopher wilde come on guys like yes uh, so yeah basically to circle back to the zombies news yeah so coming out july uh july and though the thing is the fact that yeah the fact it's coming out straight to disney plus we're like, this might just be the end of the decom because, like, the next one's coming after will probably might just go straight to Disney Plus in two. Right. Which, it's really sad to know that because it's like, you know, Disney Channel original movies were such a huge thing for our growing up. It so, was, like, yeah. like, knowing, like, going forward, like, the next generation may just all have Disney Plus releases. It's like, yeah, man, times be changing. They really do be changing. I have, again, I think that holistically it's probably good, but it just... It, bra- it breaks the nostalgia part of my heart is just breaking. Right. Um, so along with the release date, we also got the first official look at what the aliens are going to look like. Which, oh, okay. Yeah, this, there they are. Oh, yes. I do remember this photo. Yes. 
and then I made the tweet, they'll never forget your roots. Honestly, that is iconic. Yeah, because um, if you guys aren't following our Twitter, I tweeted from it saying, never forget your roots, and it's the Zombies 3 Aliens next to Xenon. Because <laughs> it's like kind of similar they, vibes. I get a similar vibe. I really do. Like, I feel like they pulled a lot of inspiration from Xenon. Which, like, there you go. Honor your roots, Disney Channel. Yes. So, yeah, those are the aliens. So, you know, we'll, we'll also, and this is the craziest thing. Apparently, they also announced that RuPaul's going to be in the movie, which I'm like, what? what? <laughs> um, okay. I mean. Like, all right, Disney. All right. We'll see how that goes. Yeah. For those, I, I mean, I was going to say, for those of you who don't know RuPaul, you know, RuPaul of RuPaul's Drag Race, you know, he's, he's one of the forefronts of, like, bringing drag into, like, mainstream it's like the fact he's gonna be in like I guess quote unquote decom still. That'll be interesting. Yeah, like I I'm interested to see it though. I'm interested to see how he does. Right, it's gonna be real. It's interesting, but yeah. So that's Zombies Three and the potential death of the decom, which means that I guess you and me do have a definitive end then. Yeah. <laughs> which is crazy yeah, thing, but we're also on, only on forty. We haven't even got to the halfway mark. Yeah. Yet. How many? How many are there? Like a like hundred and seven. Oh my goodness. So like we still got a while to go. Like we don't I don't even think high school musicals to like the 60s. Oh my god. Uh yeah. Um that's that'll be a lot of movies. Yeah, we still got plenty of movies to watch. So I mean, if the decom is officially over, then we're we still got a lot of work to do still. Yeah, I yeah. I mean, that might not be I mean, I don't want to end the podcast. Well, we were talking earlier about what we could podcast on potentially in a few years after we finish finish this, but um, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We're getting. We still probably have at least a few years left of this. So uh, yeah, yeah, cause like I said, we still have over fifty to watch. Yeah. Which is we're slowly getting there. Like we're just now, like getting to the part of decomp we remember. That is very true. I noticed we're not super far away from Cheetah Girls, which yeah, Cheetah gets Girls me coming hyped. up, but still. Um, but all right. So now that we've got that out of the way, Kate, you ready to talk about a ring of endless light? I am. All right. So let's start with the background. Do you want some background? I'd love some background because I don't know much about this. Yes. All right. So a ring of endless light is a two thousand two. Disney Channel original movie. It originally premiered on August 23rd, 2002. Ooh, the 20-year anniversary is coming up soon. Wild. Yeah, that's crazy. So, now the weird thing is, on the Wikipedia, it says this movie was directed by someone named Mike Schoendeck. But when I checked the official list of um, DCOMs, because I thought, and then on Disney+, Plus, I thought it also said... Greg Beeman actually directed this, so I'm going to assume yes, because also Greg Beeman's Wikipedia page says that he directed it. So I don't know if the Wikipedia is strong or what. I don't know. But um, Greg Beeman, who I'm going to say directed this, because I think that's what it said on Disney Plus as well. Um, Kate, we actually have seen him before. Oh, what did he direct? Well, I'll tell you right now. He actually directed Under Wraps. Oh, original. I, I like the original Under Wraps. He it's also directed Brink. Okay, those are solid. And Horse Sense. Okay, yeah, fair enough. These um, are these are pretty decent decoms. Yeah, um, yeah. Also, Miracle in Lane Two. That was a good one. Yeah, which okay. also had a religious undertone in it. Yeah, yeah, yes, it did. And also, Ultimate Christmas Present. Okay. Um, but now, according to his Wikipedia, this is actually his last decom 
that he directed. Womp, womp, womp. Which is a very, it's a, it's a very interesting one to go out on, I'd say. Yeah, it definitely is interesting. That's yeah. for sure. But I will say, he's still, he's still working, even to this day. He's um, directed a lot of TV show episodes, including, not, or not limited to, like, Smallville, um, Once Upon a Time, uh, yeah, SWAT, Charmed. Uh, even, yeah, he even apparently just recently directed an episode of uh, The Mysterious Benedict Society, which is a Disney Plus original show. So, like, he's still kind of working. He's still got ties to Disney, I guess. So that's kind of cool. Sweet. He's like, I'm not going to do any more uh, decals, but I'll direct some uh, TV if you want. Yeah, that's good. That's good. <laughs> yeah. So that's Greg Beeman. So, yeah, that's our, he's our, it's our last Greg Beeman production for the podcast. But, you know, it's cool to see him again. You know, he directed the first one, and now we're on his last one. <laughs> yes. Um, what, now, as far as what the cast goes, we have Misha Barton as Vicky Austin, our main character. Now, Misha Barton, I don't know if you know who she is, but I know um, she's very well known for being on the OC, that show. Okay. Um, which, that show actually started in, I think, 2000. 2003, yes. Yeah, so only a year after this came out, she was on the OC, which a lot of people really love that show, and I know she was a main character on that. Um, so that's her big... That's, like, everyone knows her. So that's Misha Barr, and we have the one and only Ryan Merriman as Adam Eddington, which I didn't realize he had the last name. <laughs> I, did, I don't know if I ever heard it in the movie. Yeah. But, yeah, Ryan Merriman. We know Ryan Merriman because he's been in... Um, Smart House is where we first saw him, but then he was also in Luck of the Irish. Now here he is again. And as you said, when you looked up his Wikipedia, you saw what he looks like now. He looks good now, like in my personal opinion. <laughs> like, I don't... You're like, Apparently he was Ian Thomas in Pretty Little Liars. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I didn't... Wa- I did watch some Pretty Little Liars, but I didn't watch very far into it. Oh, yeah, so you're not, like, so sure not, if Yeah, but you he... Saw him. He looks cute. Like, at least by the Wikipedia picture, like... I don't know, my personal opinion. You're like, hey. No, again, I'm taken currently, but, but he like, looks, he's cute. Like, he's a, he's a cute dude. Well, yeah, see, he's also married with a child, so. Yeah, yeah. So we're not, I'm, I'm just making. You're making well, an observation. We're making an observation. Nothing more. Nothing more. Yeah, don't don't take what we're saying as, like, serious right yeah, now, Yeah, we're guys. not being that serious, guys. It's not that deep. Yeah, but no, that's Ryan Merriman. I think this is his last decom as well, because I don't think he's in it anymore. Oh, because he, then he went on to be on Pretty Little Liars, you know? Good times. He, he graduated from Disney. He did. He moved on. Was Pretty Little Liars ABC, though? Oh, no. It was ABC Family. Okay, but it was still, like, under the Disney, like, umbrella, right. technically. I but... think, yeah, because I think it ended before ABC Family rebranded to Freeform. Because like, that's what they are right, now, right? Yeah. 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 Freeform. Uh, and then we have this. Now, this one I was shocked by. Jared Padalecki as Zachary Gray. Kate, do you know who Jared Padalecki is? It sounds heckin' familiar. He's but... one of the guys from Supernatural. Oh, yeah, that would be why. I, did, I never watched Supernatural, but I had a lot of friends that watched Supernatural. I didn't so. either, but, yeah, like, if you if you were on Tumblr from, like, 2010 to, like, 2015, you could not escape Supernatural. Everyone talked about it. Who, uh, 
Who did he play on Spider? I think he's Sam. Oh yeah, Sam. Because it was like it was like, it was everyone was either Sam girl or Dean girl with Supernatural. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he was Sam. That was okay. Because again, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Like I, I've never watched it, but just by what I know from having a lot of friends who watched it from like mitosis. <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. it literally is mitosis. We're absorbing. Yeah, but yes, he was Sam Winchester on Supernatural, which I believe just officially ended last year. Oh, that's crazy. I remember it being, like, I mean, I don't, again, don't know anything about Supernatural. I remember it being in its heyday around, what, like, 2013, 2014? Yeah, like, 2013, 2015 was its heyday. Yeah. And then they literally just kept it going till literally last year. I think there's, like, 15 seasons now. That's insane. And they just finally ended it. And now I think he's currently on a new show. I think it's, like, I think it's a reboot of, like, Walker, Texas Ranger. Okay, so, yeah, Supernatural started in 2005. And then went through 2020, dang. Yeah. That's yeah. a long run. It literally ended, the what, November 19th? 2020, so like less than two years ago. Yeah, that's crazy. No, um, that's insane. Yeah, I, I don't even remember, when it first came out though, like I don't remember anything about it in like 2005, like that era. I just remember it being huge when I was in like... Um, I'd say the early part to the middle part of high school, but even in high school in general, like I feel like our high school years, I felt like we're the peak of supernatural just as an outside observer, but yeah. what do I know? Yeah. But yeah, so that's, uh, Jared Padalecki. He's in this. That's crazy to think there's like two, le- like three legit actors who went on to do different actual stuff after this. Which is crazy. Yeah. We have, um, Scarlett Palmer's as Susie Austin. That's Vicky's little sister. We have Soren Fulton as Rob Austin. That's her little brother. We have James Whitmore as Grandfather. Grandfather. He doesn't have a name. He's just Grandfather. Like he's, what? Yeah, he's Reverend Eaton because he's a reverend. Yeah. But which, he's really just Grandfather. And they literally, they call him Grandfather the whole movie. They never say Grandpa. Yeah. I, th- I feel like that. I feel like that's characteristic of Madeline is it La Ing- I I've never actually said her name out loud. So uh, yeah. Lang- La Engel. Yes, because La this Engel? is um, this movie is based on a book. Um, but I feel like that's characteristic of her writing style. Just having like a vague memory of reading. I really was a big fan of A Wrinkle in Time way back, way back when I read it in the fifth grade. Um, but if I remember, that's kind of characteristic of how she writes. So I feel like that might have been taken from the book, but I'm not positive because I've not read this book. Yes. Yeah, so let's talk about that. This movie is based on a book by Madeline Lingle. Yeah, I think, yeah, I have never said her name out loud. I've read it a million times. I hate that. I'm so bad. I have such a habit, y'all, of knowing what a word means and having read it a million times. Um, but I've never said it out loud. I'll butcher the pronunciation the first time or two that I say it. Um, and so, yeah, I've never said her last name out loud. So sorry if we're, we're butchering that. Yeah. But yeah, so um, um, uh, Madeline... Lingle, she wrote this n- novel in 1980. She also wrote, you know, A Wrinkle in Time, which Disney also ended up making a movie of. Yes, which is okay. Like, uh, so I didn't did feel you like watch it, it. I did watch it at one point, but it was a while ago. I remember thinking that it was like decent, but just it, the book was so, in my opinion, by my memory, I felt like the book was like just so good and it didn't quite live up to that, you know, but anyway. Yeah, and also what is very interesting though is um this the book actually has a sequel. Yeah, I noticed that like if you click the Vicky Austin Wikipedia page, um, who's the protagonist of this uh, film, it says that she's one of um, Lengel's 
frequently used fictional characters uh, appearing in quote, and this is all quoted by the way, um, in eight books and referred to in at least one more. Just interesting. So apparently she's not, um, she's used in the, um, in uh, her first appearance, according to Wikipedia here, um, was in a book called Meet the Austins from 1960. Um, although if we're going by her like age, apparently she was in a book called the 24 days before Christmas. And then her last appearance was in a 1994 book entitled troubling a star. So this is not in the world of, um, of Langle. Oh God, I don't want to mess up her name. Um, Langle's books. Um, she appears more than once, like quite frequently, actually, which is really interesting. Yeah, so that's interesting that this, uh, that this movie's like based on like I guess the third book of the Austin series. Yes, but like it's treated as a standalone because they don't talk about any of the previous events, and obviously, Troubling a Star never came meant to be. But I think subconsciously I knew about Troubling a Star because I thought because at first I think I was confused that this was set on an island and not in the Arctic. Because yeah. Troubling a Star is like in the Arctic for some reason. I think. Is it? Yeah, because, I mean, look at the cover of it. Yeah, that looks like it's set on the earth. Yeah, so, like... For, there's a penguin. Yeah, so maybe that's why I got confused. I'm like, wait, we're on an island? <laughs> we're not in the North Pole? <laughs> yeah. Um. But, yeah, so the book was... Uh, the Ring of Endless Light was in 1980. And according to the Wikipedia section that's titled TV Movie, um, there's... um it, The film's plot veered substantially from the book. Like, apparently, Vicky's parents are a lot more involved in the book and they just didn't want to like write them into the movie yeah um she also had she also apparently in the book has an older brother named john Hmm. he was not who got cut out of this movie and apparently um there was also a third love interest for her in the book named leo rodney on one hand um having read at least a little bit of this author i feel like the book was probably like the movie was okay but i feel like the book would have been better but my initial reaction is also, does she need a third love interest? Yeah, like, the fact of the matter that there's already, like, the love triangle going on, do we need to add a third one? I feel like, no. But it's... Especially because she's, like, what, like, 13 or 14? I have no idea. They, the ages in this movie are kind of weird. Yeah, it was a little bit, like, ambiguous, but... Anyway. Yeah, but still, like, yeah, they cut him out, but yeah. So, like, the book varies different, very much from the, the movie, especially because this movie is a standalone, whereas the book's, like, the third in a Part series. Part of a series, Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, so that's some info on the book. Um, So now, Kate, I guess I gotta ask you, do you have any history with this? None whatsoever. Yeah, we're literally learning about this as we're going. Yeah. I I think I knew about this one, but I don't remember. I didn't know what it was about. Like I said, I think somehow subconsciously I got it confused with the sequel book. Because I thought it took place in the Arctic, so when they showed yeah. up on that island, I was like, On this Wait. tropical island. You're like, what? Like, what is going on? No, I've never, like, I'd never heard of this before I watched it for the podcast. And truly, it's a really interesting concept for a, de- for a decom. Yeah, it didn't give me decom vibes. Like, I don't know. Yeah, especially because we went from gotta kick it up to this. Which felt very decom. Like, gotta to kick it up. Yeah, it's very decom, and this is like... What? Just doesn't give you decom vibes. Like, I'm like, what Nat Geo documentary am I watching? I felt like if they put, poured a little bit more budget in it and then made it maybe through like ABC or something, yeah, it would have been 
a bit more engaging, but that's just my personal opinion. Yeah. So uh, now that that's all the way, should we just jump into the plot? Yeah, let's just jump into it. Okay, so we open on... A boat. <laughs> well, no, we open up on... Oh, the mermaid, Recycled yeah. footage from the 13th year. Yeah, pretty much. Which, I kind of got 13th year vibes a few times in this movie. Yeah, I did too. Because, like, we see our main character... As a mermaid. She's a mermaid. Living she's, her best life. She's swimming in the ocean. She's having fun with... Uh, Dolphins. Dolphins, but then a net appears. She can't get out. Then she wakes up. Then she's on a boat. Yeah. <laughs> she wakes up on a boat. She's on the boat. Yeah, so this is Vicky. She's our main character. She is going to this island with her younger sister and younger brother. They're going to go see their grandfather for the summer, I guess. The whole summer. Yeah. And they're arriving, and we are never told where this island is, are we? I don't believe so. They name the island. I don't know if it's a real island or not. Um, Seven Bay Island, but they never say where. I, yeah, maybe it's like, fictional. I don't know. I'm sorry if that's a real place and I just offended someone well, who lives there. But well, it's also based on a book, so it might have been made up. So. Yeah, but like, if you had to guess, given where the context was were given, where do you think this island is? I feel like maybe off the coast of Florida. That's what I was thinking too. Like, it's got to at least be off the coast of somewhere somewhere tropical. Yeah. I don't think Florida would probably be a good idea. But like I said, we're never told, so we just got to give our best guess. Right. But anyway, we meet a grandfather, and um, he has this really old um, crappy car. Yeah. doesn't even have a roof, apparently. Yeah, he has to, like, open an umbrella to be the roof if it rains. Yeah. But all right. It runs, I guess. Yeah, it runs. But then... She does, they do end up having to open the umbrella because apparently it just immediately starts pouring down on them once they get to his house. Which would be characteristic of Florida. Right. But We've been caught in that we, before. We have. So they get to the house and we see this is where we meet his dog and his cat named, what, like Mr. Rochester and Ned? Yeah. And we're never told which one is which. Yeah, and they don't really get, they like introduce them and then they're like never seen again. Not really, not really. But anyway, we learn that Vicky is a poet. Yes, she's a poet. As she reminds me a bit of myself because she is a poet um, and very good with the English, um, but she's trying to get into the school that's attached to like a college or something. Yeah, so. And she struggles with STEM. Yeah, so let's go over this real quick. So, yeah, Vicky's, she's a poet. She likes to write. She makes, she writes poems all the time. Um, her younger sister, Susie, is like apparently really into like astronomy, I guess. Yeah. She likes to look at stars. She brings a telescope with her to the house. And then her young bro- her little brother, Rob, is really into bugs. Yeah. Which, what's that What's that science called again? Like, entomology? Uh, also, I, I, maybe? I don't even know, to be totally honest. Because I know, like, the study of bugs is, like, a legit science. Oh, yeah, it is. Definitely. I think it's entomology. So everybody around Vicky seems to have some kind of... Science. scientific interests like even we even she tells because like at night she's reading a she's just straight up reading a physics textbook yeah i'm like i um girl not the time if you're trying to focus but all right that's also yeah grandpa grandpa's like it's like summer break why are you reading a textbook yeah she explains that her parents i guess are u- university professors yeah that's what it sounded like and there's apparently a school that opened up attached to their college that they want her to go to and she did really good on the English, but of course she didn't do good on math and science. I'm like, girl, yeah, same. Yeah, apparently they like have to test her or something. And, and I'm I, like, girl, same. Yeah, <laughs> literally same. As someone who's trying to get that doctorate in English, um, yeah, 
I, I felt I felt that I felt her in my soul. I was like, this is representation in a movie for someone like me. Yes. Um, yeah, because like I can do English fine, but if you're trying to get me to do math or science, I'm like, what? <laughs> yeah, literally same. My GRE score, which for y'all who don't know, it's like the SAT or ACT from but for college into grad school and. We did not talk about the quant score I, that I got on that for, like, the math. Uh-uh. Um, but, yeah, I'm just... My brain... I always was, like... I could do... I wasn't... I was always at the, at the cusp in science where, like... I, I, I was... the. I remember this so distinctly from high school where I did honors and it was too hard, but then I dropped back into the normal and it was like easy for me. So I was at like right at that cusp, but math, like mm, she not my strong suit. You know it. No, cause I told you, I, I didn't, cause in our school, you could literally start doing out, al- get into algebra as early as what? Sixth grade? Seventh. Seventh. And I never, I didn't start algebra until ninth grade. <laughs> Because I never could get to, I never did, when they gave us, like, the test to see if we could get into it, I never could. I remember I was so upset because I was in the sixth grade, and they gave me a note saying that, like, I might be ready, and then I actually took the test, and I apparently didn't do so hot on it, and then I didn't get in, and I was so frustrated because so many of my friends got in, and I felt, like, really stupid, but then, like, so many of them had to retake it anyway because (laughs) it was too hard for them. Um, and I ended up doing it in eighth grade, but I needed a lot of help. And my dad is a STEM person, so he was able to help me with my homework. But if I didn't have someone to help me, I wouldn't have been able to do it early at all. Listen, Kate, we weren't ready for them to start throwing letters. Yeah, I know. Like, letters and numbers? What is this? What is this? But yes, but yes. And I don't think I've used a skill above Algebra 1 in my real life. Ever. Literally. <laughs> but anyway. Yes. So yes, Vicky, she's not she's not a STEM girl. She's an English girl. Surrounded by STEM people. Yeah. Also, we see right away there's something up with grandfather. Yeah. He's got like picky hands. Yeah. He. You can tell that his health is just not great, but Vicky kind of like tries to shake it off at first. Yeah. So then the next day, um, they're having a big breakfast, and who just comes riding up on his bike with his shirt all open? Uh, it's our main character, and I can't remember his name. Uh, well, it's, um... <laughs> whatever. Adam. Adam, yes. Ryan Merriman. Adam, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Ryan Merriman. Yeah. Ryan Merriman, he goes rolling up on his bike, his shirt's all open, it's like, hello. He's like, I've come to return books that I borrowed from your grandfather. Yeah, because apparently Grandpa has, like, the best library on the island. Or something, yeah. And, yeah, they meet, um, Adam, and apparently Adam is... Really into marine biology. Yes, apparently. At this point, I was kind of peeved because... Oh God, what's the little sister's name? Oh, Susie. Susie um, apparently is trying to work toward early admission to MIT. And then Adam is uh, has early admission to Harvard. And I'm like, this is some unrealistic <laughs> crap, right? Like, as someone who went through... I, got, I get so angry when movies throughout university that just have recognizable names because they have recognizable names but I'm like the they make it out like yeah it's obviously it's hard to get into MIT and Harvard but like the actual odds of two people you know I'm just you know I'm just gonna stop there like it I'm like y'all y'all don't know how actually difficult it is 
to get into these schools, but but all right, I guess we just have like multiple geniuses on our hands. Yeah, why not? Well, yeah, because which is part of the point, but and you know. I, and, and and apparently it is um, Harvard does actually have a marine biology thing, so that's cool. They got that right at least. But yes, yeah, yeah. he's really into marine biology. She's, she's apparently he's apparently got like an internship at this local marine life place. Yeah, and he's studying dolphins. Which you know, if you are going to study science, yeah. And dolphins are cool. And he's talking to Susie. He's like, yeah, I'm researching their echolocation everything. And he's about to explain echolocation, but Susie's like, I know what it is. Yeah. And then um, Vicky, who's like just really in, she thinks he's hot. Yeah, She just goes, much. I like dolphins. <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> it's like Susie. Not Susie, uh, Vicky. Like Vicky girl, okay. And then Adam invites them to go look at the dolphins, because why not? Yeah, so then they get to go look at dolphins. But on their way there, who do they meet? Vicky's ex-fling. Zachary Gray. Zachary. Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. Yeah, oh my god. <laughs> Why did you say that? I'm sorry. <laughs> I just ruined this Disney movie. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done. Uh, that was, that was, ignore, y'all know the plot of Fifty Shades. Let's just ignore it. There's a backstory that, like, just... Was not revealed. Christian did not have that much trauma. He actually was Zachary once upon a time. <laughs> this is the secret prequel. <laughs> the secret prequel. God. Didn't you actually see those movies in theaters? I did. I did. How did that? How was At that? At least the first one in theaters. How was that? How was that feeling? That was a. Uh, um, anyway. <laughs> I, was saying, I actually and I've I've. Yeah, it was a. Uh, it, you know they started as Twilight fanfic. Yes, that's the big thing um, everyone knows. It was Twilight yeah. fanfic. And then they somehow... It was Twilight Smut. And then she just changed it to her original characters, but still. And then, yeah. No, Knowing that, it's like, wow, she really did some edits there. Yeah. It kind of reminds me, I, I don't think I actually ever read it, but like the uh, like Hard and Hairy thing with After. Oh, yeah, After. Oh. oh. I remember After being a thing. But the one I actually remember kind of reading was Dark. <gasps> yes. Like Dark Hair. Well, Dark was like the original. This is getting into the One Direction fandom, if y'all have no idea what we're talking about here. Yeah, but we're but just like, getting into fanfics. Yeah, give us a minute. <laughs> uh, give yeah, us no, a minute. Yeah. Dark was the original. Dark then, was the OG. And like, then After came later. Yes, after but, it came later, and then it blew up. And now it's got two movies somehow. Yeah, I remember watching the first movie, and, like, nothing against the actors, but it was just kind of laughable. Like, it... It, Is it, it was like they... It's like they tried to have, like, a toned down... A very, very, very toned down Fifty Shades. And I'm like, this this ain't working. You either gotta do it or you don't. Like, you do it or you don't. Like, I don't know. That's just my opinion. Isn't one of the Sprouse twins in the second one? I don't think I ever saw the second one, so I don't know. I think one of the Sprouse ones is in it, which I is wild to think. I wouldn't even doubt it, yeah. Yeah, no, so... But we, that, we love us some fanfics. But yes, I did I, see the, that first movie in theaters, and uh, I don't... No comment. Right. <laughs> to um, save my reputation, no well, comment. Well, also, like, this is a Disney Channel podcast. <laughs> yeah, so... Um, um, but that does remind me, I was gonna... I did at one point want to propose to you an idea of an, a bonus episode where we re- read decom fanfic. Oh my god, yes. We should, but like, you know, not like, 
mature. I was gonna, I was gonna say, were you gonna like propose that we like watch smutty stuff like no. Fifty Shades? Because I don't know how that would do with our. No, audience, I just say we should read a decon fanfic. I'd, I'd be down to read. Just not explicit. Yeah. <laughs> do people write explicit decon fanfics? I maybe. That's kind of wrong. Like, that's, that's I, if the characters are minors, that's extremely which screwed up. Which most of them are. Yeah, that's extremely screwed up. I don't know. We we can research this after. But the, um, we can research this yeah. off camera. Anyway. Off radio <laughs> um moving forward on, yes. on that note yes that tangent we've now met zachary gray who we learned that um kind of had like a fling with vicky last year but um he's been distant yeah because she wrote him he letters ghosted her yeah, literally like the worst possible way because she wrote him letters and he never wrote back because it's 2002 um aim was like the closest thing you had to like messenger Truly. I remember something like this happened to me back in the day on a, on a much less severe scale, oh. and I was devastated. I was like, why are you ghosting me, boy? Gah. And, like, ghosting wasn't even a term yet. It was, yeah. Like, ghosting wasn't a term until the digital age, but still. The digital age, truly, yeah. Um, so he ghosted, he, he ghosted her. Um, but he, like, rolls up, he's like, you want a ride? And he's like, cool, like, convertible. And she's like, no, actually, I have an appointment. And the appointment is with the dolphins, and so they continue on their merry way. Yes, and they are at the Marine Institute, I guess, or whatever it's called. Yeah. I, I want, I'm saying Marine Life Institute, but I think that's the thing from Finding Dory. Yeah, whatever it is. It's a Marine thing. But yes, yeah, so they're meeting the dolphins. There's um the girl one, I think her name was like Eden or something? Yeah. And they're feeding her fish. And what's wild is as they're feeding her... um. I think Adam's telling them like the backstory of dolphins about how they used to be land creatures, but then they decided to go back to the water. Yeah. But they're still mammals because they do still need to breathe. Right. Which is also whales, right? Yep. Like whales and dolphins are similar because yeah. they're mammals, but they live in the ocean. To my understanding, uh, like fun fact that I might get wrong, but I'm pretty sure this is true. An orca whale is actually just a big dolphin. I think so. Yeah. 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 Anyway. And then our whales like the only natural predator of sharks i want to say you're correct i mean I listen, say we're, we're not yeah. marine biologists we're so. not marine biologists closest, but i did go whale watching like two or three weeks ago i said listen the only the closest i've been to a marine biologist was going to the seas pavilion at epcot <laughs> that is so and, and fair not even just the seas the seas pre-nemo pre-nemo oh gosh yeah. that was a while ago it was a while but yes Oh gosh. I just like ha maybe it's just because I'm getting hungry, but I just like thought about Garden Grill just then. Oh uh, and my I know. Which is not in the seas, that's in the land, but it's, it's so still, good. Stuff. Anyway. Fantastic. So anyway, yes, moving they, on before they, I get on a tangent about food. Yeah, so they, they meet the dolphin and he's explaining that dolphins used to be land mammals, but then they went to the ocean, but they're still mammals. But then um he goes like, yeah, whales and uh, dolphins are the only creatures, mammals known to live in the sea. And then Vicky just goes, but what about mermaids? Yeah. And it's like... They're like, um, Vicky. Vicky. <laughs> but then um, Adam goes, well, back in the day, sailors used to confuse dolphins for mermaids. And she's like, but they weren't fictional to them because they needed companionship out there or something. And I'm like, effect. like, girl, what are you doing? Girl, okay. Like I, I, I understand that, like, when you're an English person, like, fiction can rock your world, but honey. <laughs> honey. We're talk you're talking to a marine biologist. Yeah. Um, Anywhoosies. Anywho, as they're, like, feeding the dolphins, um, Vicky gets this, like, 
sensation. And apparently she says that the dolphin is worried about her baby. And Adam's like, wait, you know she's pregnant? And Vicky's like, uh, uh, I guess she just looks pregnant. And this is our first, like, inclination that Vicky can telepathically communicate with dolphins. Whoa! <laughs> she has the dolphin sense, not to be confused with the horse sense. She really does have, like, the dolphin sense. They should have just called it dolphin sense. Well, no, because then people would probably think it's a sequel to the horse sense. Yeah, true. It's the third movie true, in the true. horse sense trilogy. It's the horse sense trilogy. Which, the, yeah, the second one got a little weird, but you know what, the third one, we're going to go back to person. Wait, no, because horse sense didn't even have that. That was what, uh... Ready to Run had the horse sense. Yeah, Ready to Run was like more like horse sense than I thought horse sense was going to be. <laughs> yeah, that's wild. All these girls can just talk to animals. Yeah, it's just, the, it's a thing. It's the wild thornberries up in here. Yeah, truly. Yeah, so um, after that they go, I guess they go home because it's like, I don't know what else you do after you see some dolphins. And I believe the next day, I believe they're at the beach. Um, Vicky and her younger siblings, they're just playing at the beach, you know, it's fun. And then um, Zach- Zachary Gray is on a jet ski out on the ocean, and he kind of sees them, and he comes. He sees Vicky, and he comes up to her. He, like he literally drives his jet ski onto the beach, which I don't think that's how you. That's not how jet skis work. I I don't know if that would be a good idea on a jet ski. I've been jet skiing, but I've never driven it onto a beach ever. I have this weird memory of jet skiing. I'm just gonna go on a very very short tangent where I was in Tenerife which is it off the coast of Morocco and it's owned by Spain. And um, I was jet skiing and I didn't speak at the time. I, now I speak a little bit of Spanish, but at the time I didn't speak any Spanish. And the, there, our guide spoke very minimal English and he told us to like jump off our jet skis and go for a swim. And I was super confused because like we were in the middle of, I don't want to say the middle of the ocean, but, like, there were, like, waves and stuff, like, that could take our jet skis away, and they weren't anchored to anything, and I was like, this is, this is weird, um, but I've also never driven a, driven a jet ski onto land, so, like, I feel like that would hurt the jet ski, but, like, I guess I could be wrong. Well, it doesn't really matter, he's just, he's here now because he's saw Vicky. Yeah. And he's trying to get back with her again, and she's like, you literally never wrote me. He's like, yeah, I know, I was busy, you know, I was getting kicked out of private schools, doing rich kid stuff. Also, my mom died. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, that was like, um, what? Because <laughs> it's a decom, we gotta have a dead parent somehow. Right. Yes. Yeah. He just straight up goes, yeah, my mom died. And she's like, what? She's like, uh, uh sir. She's like, that's, she literally says that's not funny. And he's like, yeah, I know. <laughs> so this somehow through that they start rekindling i guess the romance a little bit yeah but we don't have time for that because um rob's drowning i think yeah she like suddenly um vicky realizes that rob's like nowhere to be seen and then but don't worry like there's dolphins around him i guess yeah like what happened is like rob was playing like fetch for the dog and i guess he accidentally threw the frisbee into the ocean so he just decides to go out into the ocean, because why not? Respect the water, mate. Yeah, but then he gets caught up in it, because, like, like, the waves take him under or something. He's, like, drowning, but then I guess through, like, Vicky's tel- tel- telepathy with dolphins, the dolphin saves him. Yeah, the dolphin yeah. who saves him is Basil, who was apparently Eden's mate. Yes. Which, apparently, dolphins don't mate for life, so... I don't know. Her mate at the time, I guess. I her, guess. her boyfriend. Well, like, I think the, 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 and not to get a little graphic, but I think the thing is here that male dolphins just have intercourse with 
female dolphins and then they just chip peace out and then the female dolphin raises the baby all on her own. That's depressing. I'm it, depressed by that fact. It is. So that's why I'm like, this is dolphin science is not correct. Basil would not still be around. He'd be gone. Yeah. And Basil is there for everything. He is a supportive mate. Maybe he's just different. He's he's just different. She found a different kind of man. He's not like the other boys. <laughs> he really isn't. Um, but yeah, Basil saves Rob's life. And um, Vicky's just like, whoa, that's wild. Because she's still not quite understanding that she can telepathy. She has telepathy with dolphins. With the dolphins. Yeah. But anyway, so um, then Vicky and Zachary Gray. That's kind of going to say his name. I don't care. They have like a little lunch date. Yeah. But then out of nowhere, Adam shows up and he like just straight up says, hey, you're Zachary Gray, right? And he's like, yeah. And he goes, your father is just using, what is it? The nets. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I don't have that. The bad stuff. Uh, hold on. Drift nets. Yes. He's using drift nets to fish, which apparently drift nets can, can, will catch anything as they get pulled along. And apparently that will that includes dolphins. And he says because of that, the dolphin doesn't get to go up for air in time and will drown. So he's basically saying, so your father is doing illegal fishing practices and killing dolphins. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah. So that's another plot point now. Yes. So really, this the plot of this movie is Vicky trying to decide between two boys, also learning she can tele- telepathy, she has telepathy with dolphins, and then also we have to stop illegal fishing practices. Yeah, there's that, a, that pretty much sums it up. There's three plots going at once. Yeah, there's a lot going on in this movie. And, and at first, Zach's like, okay, so call the cops, whatever. And he's like, you don't get it, we need to have evidence that they're using them. So then, literally, somehow, they just decide to all go to the boat that night to see if they're using drift nets. Yeah. Like, they literally, the three of them go, and, like, they've got flashlights and everything. It's wild. It's like they're spies, mm-hmm. but not really. And then, yeah, Adam sees that they are using drift nets, um, and then he goes to, like, the harbor master, I guess. Yeah. And the harbor master's like, well, you'll need evidence yeah, of them actually really using them. Yeah, and he's like, you're just going to let the dolphins, like, die? And he's like, well, I can't do anything. But, like, I'll go look, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so he does actually go look at the boat. Um, meanwhile, um, I believe we're having lunch at or dinner at Grandpa's. And this is when Adam comes in again. And, okay, this is really weird because they set up a fight between him and Vicky. But it's about something really weird. Yeah. Because he's got, he's returning more books to Grandpa. But one of them is philosophy. Yeah. And he goes, yeah, I read philosophy, but he goes, but like, I'm a scientist, so I gotta, you know. Base everything on fact. And Vicky's like, but like, that's not right. Because, right, this is where um, Adam tells them about how he came to love dolphins. So, so the backstory is he grew up in like Cincinnati, I think. Yeah. The city. And then, like, at age 12 or 10, his parents brought him down to Florida. <gasps> Florida. Shocker. And he saw dolphins, but not in a theme park or an aquarium. So he didn't go to SeaWorld. <laughs> Did SeaWorld ever have Sea- dolphins? SeaWorld's... Yes, SeaWorld Ooh. has dolphins. I have... We're not going to get into the SeaWorld thing on this on this podcast. Listen, We're just going to... Yeah. Just watch Blackfish. <laughs> I... I have... Uh, see... I don't know. We're just not. We're not going to get into yeah, it. We're not going to get into it. SeaWorld, World, the whole can of worms. I Sea World opens a lot of a lot of things that yeah. like I. We could get into, um, 
but we're not going to. No, yeah, we'll just say SeaWorld got some stuff going on. They they have they have some stuff going on. Um, they have some stuff going on. Yeah. We'll just leave it at that. But anyway, he said he saw dolphins in the open ocean. And, like, they, it was a pod of dolphins, and at one point they all, like, made a little ring around him, which I thought, is that the Ring of Endless Light? No. This whole Ring of Endless Light thing, they keep the title thing, like, until the end, kind of. Yeah. 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 We'll, really... we'll, we'll get to it, but we'll still. Get to it, yeah. At first I thought that was the Ring of Endless Light, but no, he's just like, and it was an amazing experience, and that's when I decided I wanted to research them. But he goes, but I guess it's also a little weird thing to base the whole big life decision on. And then Vicky goes, but, like, it was something that happened to you, you know? It inspired you. He's like, yeah, but it wasn't really, like, scientific and stuff. She's like, well, just because something happens to you doesn't mean you have to, like, pull out your calculator and, like, figure it out. And he goes, but I'm a scientist, Vicky. It's what I do. And, like, they're fighting now. Yeah. Over, like, science versus... I felt like they just really wanted to write in a fight. They really <laughs> like, did. that's pretty much it. It was weird. And then, um, the, the boat... The harbor master comes in and goes, yeah, I looked at his boat. There's no drift nets. So they're all bummed because they can't prove that he's using them while he's fishing. Literally, though, it's wild. Anyway, um, oh, another thing, because this movie has vague religious undertones, we almost see them say grace. Yeah. But they don't. I mean, they cut away before they can say it. Because, like, you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Inclusivity. Yeah. Um, but then... We cut to Zachary Gray at his house, I guess. And we see him interact with his father for the first time. And, and his, his father, father is... a jerk. Yeah, literally. Because, like, Z- Zach's kind of, like, I guess on board with the saving the dolphins thing. Yeah. And his dad's all like, are you trying to ruin the business that my father started that I'm trying to keep afloat? And he's like, if you want anything... Because apparently, like, they're pretty obviously wealthy. Yeah, literally. He's like, if you want any of the stuff that you like... You need to respect our businesses or something to that effect. Yeah. But it's very clear that like, Zach just does not like his father. And yeah. it's very clear because um, the, the mom's death really impacted their relationship more. Yeah. It's really weird because like, Zach's got like this whole uh, little subplot going on, but there's also like three plots going on beside that. Right. So they really don't get much time with that. So we get a little... So that's kind of, I guess, also what gets Zach to like be more on board with stopping it. Yeah. So then... um. Oh, yeah. So then we see Vicky talking to her little sister about how she's like, there's Adam and then there's Zach. Which one should I choose? And her little sister's like, make a pro-con list. <laughs> we never see her do that, though. But nope. she says that. And I wrote in my notes, is this what we should be teaching young girls? Probably not. That they need to choose someone to be with? I know. And I'm like... Yeah. Literally the, the low triangle subplot in this movie. It's like, I'm like, why did we have to do this with like a 13 or 14 year old? Or, that's the age that I would have gathered. Again, we don't know for sure. But... Oh, well, actually, look, according oh. to the Wikipedia, she's supposed to be 16. She does not seem 16 in no. this film. No, but I guess that explains how uh, Adam has got early admission to Harvard if he's like 16, 17. Yeah, I guess it did, I did say on the Wikipedia he was 17, so that would make a lot more sense. It still looks like... like the ages they never state for sure, so that could just be them pulling either from the book or from nowhere. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it does say 16 and 17 on the... But, yeah, it just... They don't look. They don't feel, honestly, to me, at least, I got, like, 14-year-old vibes. Which, I guess uh, they had to be, because Zach can drive, so that means he has to be 16. Right, okay, yeah, that makes sense. Oh, well. And whatever. Whatever. So, anyway, yeah, she's, like, trying to figure out who she should be with, because they're... Okay, let's talk about this. Her two options are Zachary Gray, who's got family money, and 
Adam who's going to Harvard. So, like, either way, you're doing good. Honestly, like, that's not a lie. That's not a problem. It's really not an issue. Like... She's treating it like this is this big life-changing thing, but, like, either one you pick, you're doing fine. And, and the, here's the thing. Like, she's totally aware it might not last past summer, so, like, don't stress yourself out, girl. It's like, damn, I wish I had that problem. Yeah, right. I wish two hot guys were fighting over me. God, but it always has to be that... Like, honestly, the first thing my mind went back to, and maybe I, I know this is because we just discussed, like, fanfic, but it was Twilight. Yeah. The, like, Jacob versus Team Edward thing. And as a kid, I remember as a kid, as, like, a young teenager slash or late, I don't know, I think this first Twilight movie came out when I was, like, 11, I want to say. Maybe. But... I remember I was so team Jacob and like now I rewatch them and I, my toxic trait, I will always say this is I recognize all the abusive, absolute bull crap that Edward pulls. And yeah, I'm like, I'm kind of team Edward. Like, <laughs> you're like, I can fix him. I'm like, I'm like, this is toxic. I can fix him. This is toxic. <laughs> that is such a toxic thing. Do not think that you can fix a man or a, a partner out regardless of gender just throwing that out there that's not how it works and that's a problematic trope um that has done me psychological harm in the past and yet do i still like very like enjoy it sometimes in plots yeah and i recognize how toxic it is yeah <laughs> anyway yeah i don't in the end, I don't think either really of these two guys are toxic. It's just they're the not fact, toxic. It's just the fact that we have to deal with the love triangle. Yeah, like there's no felt unnecessary to an extent. Yes. But. So then we see, um, and then we see. I believe is. I'm trying to think. Is it the dinner scene or the dolphin birth scene? I think it's the dinner scene. I, yes. Dinner. Yeah, where her and Zachary Gray are at dinner. And then they're about to sit down and eat, but who shows up? It's Adam. Yeah, because um, Zachary wants to give him evidence about um, the drift nets, the, the mats, because he or the nuts, and I don't know why. My brain, um, but just he took pictures yes. of them using it, and but he's like, um, but Adam's like, this isn't enough. And so, um, they just kind of have, like, a good conversation, and then Zachary's like, we should, like, go to, like, apparently there's a teen club on the mainland. There's always know. a teen club. Yeah, and they're like, we should it, go dancing. There's always, like, an 18 volo club. I wanted a teen club so bad as a teenager. Because for some reason, that was always a plot in Disney movies and shows. Like, it was, like, Starstruck, for like, example. Starstruck, literally. Yes. Like, what was this? I think it was even called, like, Under 21 or something like that. Yeah. But I'm like, where are these clubs? Where do we need to go? Where to find yeah. them? Um, I was so hyped when I was 16 or 17. There was one that, like, toured around, I guess, mm. that just set up in a random place. And I went to it, and I felt I was so hyped. But it was, like, this part of our childhood that, like, I, I, didn't, I never saw, like, much of an actuality. I'm like, where do they have teen clubs? I don't know. Any woozies. They have, they, so, um, Zachary and Vicky decide to go and they try to get Adam to go, but he doesn't want to go. Because he doesn't know how to dance. Yeah. But then. He shows up at her house. Well, actually. We, we forgot to mention this. After they got back from inspecting the boat, Zachary and Vicky have a full on lip kiss. 
Oh, yeah, I did. I don't know how I forgot about that. I don't know either. Yeah, Yeah, it was after they got back from investigating the boat. Zach drops Vicky off at the grandpa's house, and they literally kiss on the lips in a decom. They do. And it's not the last kiss on the lips No, I think they also kiss twice in that, I think. Because there's, like, a one at the beginning, and then, yeah. I think they do, But now, cut to this, um, Vicky's now coming home from the dancing, I guess. And she's up in her room writing more poetry. And who shows up? It's... Adam and he's got a boombox. He's like, "Is that offer still good?" And she's like, "What offer?" He's like, "To teach me how to dance." And then like they hang out by like a campfire on the beach, and they slow dance and they kiss. Oh my! There's three whole lip kisses in this movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah, because like even what High School Musical, they didn't lip kiss till what the end of two. Yeah, and I think that was just, like, a very quick, like... Yeah, no, in this one, she kisses two different boys on the lips. I know, and they're not... I mean, I would not nearly go as far to say, like, make out, but they're not, like, just, like, quick pecks. No, and this is kind of where um, Vicky realizes Adam is who she wants. Yeah, she, like, it clicks with her. She clicks. And then the ne- then we come to the next day, and Eden's giving birth. <laughs> Yeah. We see dolphin birth. We see the blood and everything. We do. It's like, what? I'm like, whoa, did I switch on that geo? Yeah. How, like, I, I really was wondering where they got this footage. Like, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, because most of the time, I assume for a couple scenes, they had actually trained dolphins. Yeah. But for some other scenes, they're using stock footage. And right. Occasionally, they see CGI, which it's 2002, so the CGI does not look great. Yeah, it's not It's not great. But in 2002, you know, what's yeah. the standard. But still, um, yeah, we see live dolphin birth, basically. Yeah. And Vicky tells them that uh, Eden is stressed because she wanted Basil to be there for the birth. And Basil's waiting outside the gate. So they let him in, and then the birth goes fine. <laughs> yeah. And then Ryan, not Ryan, Ryan Merriman, you know, this gaffer's name, but um, Adam goes, okay, he finally asks a question. How do you know what dolphins are thinking all the time? And she, she gets so upset about it that because he, like... She's figured this out. Well, she's like, I don't know. It's just a feeling, and I don't quite get it. And she's like, Do you talk? So you wait. So basically, you talk to dolphins telepathically. She goes, I don't know. Maybe. And she he goes, Well, you know, there's been studies done on children. And she takes this and goes, So you think I'm a child? Which I was like, Whoa, that is a leap, lady. And she's she's like, No. She's like, I don't want. She's just like, Yeah. And she leaves. Yeah. And I'm like, What? Literally. So that's their second fabricated fight. Uh, yeah. It's weird. It, it really felt like they just wanted to write in fights for these characters that were totally unnecessary. Yeah. And then now we're walking with Grandpa. <laughs> yeah. And We love Grandpa. Yeah. And then she basically tells Grandpa, so like, I think I can telepathically communicate with dolphins. Yeah. He doesn't think she's crazy or anything. Yeah. Because she tells him about... He's very chill about it. Yeah, because she tells her about her grandmother. Yes. Apparently grandmother could sense when her... When her child was crying before it started crying. Child started crying, so we're I guess supposed to believe that grandma had some kind of telepathy too. That's the that's the assumption. Which we never get a bigger assumption. Like we never get a real explanation for why she can communicate with dolphins. No, it's not even like at least ready to run. Explain that apparently her, even her like her dad had the power to hear horses. Right, but here it's just like grandpa believes her, which is great, but also like. What? He also goes, maybe it's because you're a poet, so you're more in tune to, like, feelings. Emotions or something. It's like, oh, okay. So, okay, why can't you talk to dolphins, then? <laughs> I'm not blessed. You're not blessed, unfortunately. Um, Speaking so, of blessed, religious undertones in this film. All over. 
all over. Apparently, the grandpa was, they mentioned at a some reverend. point, a reverend. Yeah. yeah. He was a missionary. They talk about that at the campfire when they're slow dancing. Yeah. Like, how, smoochy smooch. Like, I mean, that's what you want to talk about with your crush. But in all fairness, this aligns with um, Le Engel's... Other works. Like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was big into the fascinate, simultaneous fascination with science and also, like, Religion. use and, like... Yeah, religion. Anyway. Okay, so it's like a stable in her work. So it's like, it's her, not Disney. Yeah. Cause Still feels weird for a decom. But. Yeah. So then she's like sitting on a bench writing more poetry. And then Adam comes up and like apologizes, even though she kind of took yeah. his words out of his mouth. Yeah. I was like, girl, like he shouldn't be the one who has to apologize, but okay. Yeah. So he, but he, so he apologizes and then they decide that they want to test your powers out. So I'm like, so she's Aquaman now. Yeah. <laughs> so he's like, talk Pretty to the much. dolphins. Cause now that we got Eden, Basil, Basil, Basil and their baby. Yeah. The baby never gets a name though. <laughs> no. And so like she, they're just like standing in the water and he's like, did you do it? And she's like, I think so. And they come to her. Yep. Sure enough. The and dolphins then, come. And then he's like, okay, now make him do a flip. <laughs> And she does. Like, it's weird. She, yeah. she like, communicates with them to do tricks, I yeah, guess. Yeah, so what but. we learn is that not only can she hear their feelings, I guess, she can also... Communicate with them. Yeah. And then uh, Adam tell, uh, tells her, why don't you ask them your question? Why did they leave the land? And then this movie takes a weird turn. Yeah, she, like, passes out. Like, she, like, starts... Trying to do it, and all of a sudden she's like passed out and drowning. I'm like, is this a horror movie now? Literally, what is going on? Like the dolphins are gonna get her now, but no, the dolphins save her. They literally bring her back to the shore, and she's like, how did I get here? And he's like, you almost drowned. But the dolphins. And she's like, well, they answered my question, kind of though. And her her answer is dolphins have no secrets. Yeah. I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) If I were Adam, I'd be like, are you okay? Yeah. She's like, they never keep secrets from each other. And so it's like, that's why they never went, that's why they went back to the, I don't know. <laughs> it, made, it made some kind of sense in the movie, but it doesn't actually make much sense in, like, retrospect. Not really. Um, so she goes, she goes, um, she goes home and she hears a thud from grandfather's room. And she goes in there and he, like, fell out of his bed or something, I think. Yeah, and, and then he seems kind of, kind of incoherent. He th- I think she thinks that she's his wife who's passed away. Yeah, and this is when she finds the bottle of pills in his drawer. And it turns out we find out what's wrong with Grandfather, which it's, is really sad. He's got leukemia. Wow. Like, literally straight up, they just straight up say leukemia. Yeah. Which, apparently, in the book, they know that from the start. Oh. Well, they had to make it melodramatic for the film, I guess. Yeah, so she's like, Grandfather, are you dying? Yeah, and he's like, Yes, my child, but that's the way of the world. <laughs> yeah, because then this is when we finally learn what the Ring of Endless Light is. It's from a 17th century Welsh poem by Henry Vagon. It's the poem's called The World. It is. And he explains that's where, that he reads it to her, and that's where the Ring of Endless Light comes from. Yep, what? so it's a literary illusion. Wow. Yay! <laughs> Finally, they're catering to you. <laughs> they're catering. I've never read that poem in my life. Yeah, I was like, did you even so, know who that poet was? Who was it? The poet? Uh, I haven't read a lot from the 17th century, so I'm sure I haven't. Uh, Henry Vaughn. No, if I'm being honest, I most of what I've studied is 18th century and later. And the stuff I've basically... The only stuff I've really extensively studied pre-18th century... Um, was Shakespeare, I think. Hmm. 
Anyway. Well, no, I did a little bit of... I think I did a little bit. I shouldn't say that. There was some 17th century stuff, but not... I don't know. Not crazy extensively. Okay, so... Here's the, this is I got the poem. It's from I got this from poetryfoundation.org. We love Poetry Foundation. So um, it's time for a dramatic reading. <laughs> so the poem The World goes, I saw eternity the other night, like a great ring of pure and endless light, all calm go. as it was bright, and round beneath it, time and hours, days, years, driven by the spheres. Like a vast shadow moved in which the world and all her train were hurled. The doting lover in the quaint, in his quaintest, quaintest strain did there complain. Near him his lute, his fancy and his flights, with sour delights, with gloves and knots, the silly snares of pleasure, yet his dear treasure, all scattered lay, while his while he his eyes did pour upon a flower. And there's like three more stanzas? Is that what they call them? Yes. There's three more, but like I think that's the only one that mentions the Ring of Endless Light. So that's where our title comes from. Thank you. Fantastic. <laughs> First time reading poetry in years. <laughs> I was always that one kid who never wanted to read something a lot loud in class because I knew I was going to mess up somewhere. I always, I didn't mind it, but I'd always get nervous beforehand. I definitely did that thing where I like counted the people ahead of right. me to like see like what I'd have to read. Yeah. But yeah, so that's where our title comes from. So he reads that to her and she gets like a little bit of solace in knowing that like, listen, he's accepted that this is what's going to happen. But he's just living his life the best he can in his last few uh, days or whatever. Yeah. Looks like it's going to might be a few months, but doesn't we'll, we'll see. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see real quick. Yeah. Um, but then we see the next day, I believe. The next day, yes. Um, this is when, I believe, the dolphin family, Eden, Basil, and the, the baby get caught up in the drift net. Oh no! And I wrote, "Oh my God, this is just the this is the climax of Finding Nemo." Remember? It really is. Yeah, when Dory and those fish get caught in the net. Yeah. They all swim down. Swim down. down. So, and then Vicky can hear their thoughts, and she's like, "Oh no." Yeah, so she runs over to Adam, and she's like, "Adam, they're stuck in the net. We gotta get them." He's like, "How are we going to?" And she's like, "I know a guy with a boat." Yeah. So she uses the old love interest, yeah. uh, Zachary, to. Get to the to the dolphins. Which, yes, we know he has a boat. Because, also, we didn't mention this thing because I forgot where it comes. But uh, they were originally going to go out, just him and her, and were videotaped. Oh, yeah, yeah, I remember this. They played, like, chicken with well, the boat. Well, yeah. Well, Zach decided to play did. chicken with another boat. He did. Because they were originally going to go catch them in the act. But then he decided to play chicken with this other boat. And Vicky gets real mad at him. And this is when he gets, she tells him, you know, you need to start caring about yourself. Yeah, like, don't be, don't do this stupid stuff. So this is also what yeah. gets, so that also gets his character motivation going to help them. So now they're all together, the three of them, they're going to go right out to the boat. And then I think this is the, um, also where um, Zachary kind of sees that um, Vicky's way more into Adam at this point. Yeah. And like, he kind of accepts that. Yeah. He doesn't make a big deal of it, which is nice. Which is great. He's yeah. like, okay, fine. You know? So jumping forward again, they're in the boat. They find, you know, because she can, you know, hear the, dolphin. the dolphins. They find the dolphins, um, but they have to. They have to find a way to save them. Yeah. So they, um, I believe, uh, Adam has like something that can try and cut the net so that Eden can get out. Yeah. So like, what ends up happening? I believe like him and no, he goes in and him and Vicky go and Vicky tries to calm Eden down so that way uh, Adam can get the net off of 
her, and while that's happening, uh, Zach calls the uh, harbor master and be like, "Hey, hey, you know that my father and his boat that you searched? Yeah, they're still using the fish, the drift nets. So you better come out here and see that." Yeah. So he goes, and grandfather also goes with him because I guess grandfather was around. Yeah, I don't know, but yeah, grandfather shows up, and they, him and the harbor master, get on <laughs> his boat and they go off to go see it. Well, so while all this is happening, yeah, we had this whole dramatic con- uh, climax where, um... <laughs> I just swallowed her on I promise. <clears throat> anyway. Okay, yeah, we had this whole climax where Adam's trying to, um... <laughs> I need a water. I'm okay, sorry. sorry. I, I swear, I just swallowed her on I'm like, I have not had a coffee in like days. Sorry, okay. yeah, quick, Anyways, quick commercial break. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Except we don't have commercial break. Anyway. Yeah, this big climax where Adam's trying to cut Eden out of the net. The net's getting pulled in, and um, Vicky's trying to calm Eden down so that way she doesn't freak out and, like, make the net more tangled. And what ends up happening is eventually, um, I believe Adam does get the net off of Eden, but then he gets caught in the net. Yeah. And I'm like, this is 13th year. I was like, oh, no. This is the true climax right here. Yes, he's in the net. He's under the water. He cannot get out, and... Um, Eden and Zach are like, oh my god! But at the same time, this is when the harbor master and grandfather arrive. Yeah, and they see him, and they're like, and he's like, Reverend, we got him. <laughs> we busted him. We got him. Um, and eventually, um, the dolphins actually save Adam from the net. I think. Yeah, they get him out of the net. So there, he's fine. <laughs> yeah, everybody's though, fine. Even though I'm pretty sure he was underwater for a pretty good amount. Pretty, of time. pretty long time, but like at one point, we actually see he finally like gives out. Like yeah. He starts like, he gets, he, like, loses his grip on the scissors or whatever. But, the alas. The dolphins. He is fine. Yeah, so everyone reunites. Zach's dad gets busted for illegal fishing practices. Mm-hmm. Which we don't really see the fallout of that much. Like, is Zach even in the last ten minutes of the movie? I don't think so. No. But it's fine. You know, the illegal fishing practices have been stopped. Uh, Vicky realizes who she wants to be with. But now it's time for a very unexpected turn in this movie because Vicky and a grandfather return home and grandpa straight up dies. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. It's just the way you <laughs> no, said it. It's just, because, no, yeah, that's what happens. Grandpa dies. Yeah. Like we see him die. Yeah. He goes from, and I get that this happens sometimes in real life, but he, he goes from just like riding on the boat with the marshal to just having this super sudden decline and dying. Yeah, like, they at least get back to the house and back to his room. I was so confused. I was like, what? Yeah, because, like, he gets on the bed and he's like, he's like, Vicky, it's my time. And Vicky's like, no, we can call the doctor or the ambulance. He's like, no, it's happening. And we literally see Grandpa die on screen. Yeah, like, I was like, oh, this doesn't feel decom-ish. I know, I'm like, this is a decom. What? He says he's gone. Like, I get children have to accept death, but, like... What? Decom. This does not feel like a family, like a decom. Yeah, so no, grandpa, grandpa dies. Yeah. And so... The parents come. Yeah, the parents come. Wow, that must be super traumatic for Vicky, though. Yeah, I know, She saw him. Like, at least the younger siblings weren't in the room when it happened. I know. Would that must suck, though, because she has to go tell them. I don't think I've ever... I haven't ever been with a person when they've died, like, the moment they died. How, did they did they put the body at least real quick? Because otherwise, would they just in a house with a dead body for a while? I would hope she would have. I had the same thought actually because like they never see her like calling anybody or anything. But I would have hoped after it was obvious that she he uh, passed away that they would have called somebody. 
I know that that's like protocol because when my my fun fact when my grandpa passed away, uh, I was not there when he passed, but my mom was, and they I I FaceTimed my mom while they were waiting for the people to pick him up. Yeah. So uh, uh, yeah. Oof. Anyway, that's uh. So yeah, grandpa is passed. Yep. So yeah, mom and dad finally arrive in this movie because well, someone has to come get the kids now. Right. And so Grandpa's moved on, and obviously we he's see, really moved on. He's moved on, and we see like Susie and Rob being sent. And then Vicky has this conversation with Rob, and it's really weird because he talks about a planet where no one has eyes. He he's he's like this weird reincarnation thing with well, other. Like, yeah, I don't. He's Let's like go. he's like if we. Do you think that like there's a planet where like people or like the creatures don't have eyes, and then they they get born when they get bored into a new planet they have eyes or like when we get die we go somewhere that we figure out there's something as important as sight that we haven't had and i'm like what does this child just I'm say like, is, is this just trying to allude to like the the dolphin sense that's going on or like uh anyway it's weird but then yeah mom and dad are here and i guess they're just gonna go home now yeah because or maybe it's the end of i don't know i'm like are they not gonna have a funeral or they don't really go over that grandpa's just gone grandpa's gone um, but they're going home, I guess, because everyone's packing their bags and being on the ferry. But before they leave, Vicky has one more interaction with Adam. And it's basically them confirming that they're going to stay together, I guess. Like I couldn't tell. Well, she says, all right. And he says, I will too. So I guess they're staying together. Yeah. Listen, there's nothing like a grandpa death to bring you closer <laughs> with your crush. Yes. And like, <laughs> the movie ends with the family leaving the island and they see Dolphin and I go, is Grandpa Dolphin now? Yeah, <laughs> is, right. Is this a Moana where he becomes... <laughs> is this a Moana? Is he the Dolphin now? Uh, so that is a Ring of Endless Light. Yeah, it's okay. Uh, what's your final thoughts and your, your rating? <laughs> this one is... I'd be interested to read the book, honestly. Yeah. Because I'm like, what... Uh, I, I really have... En- I really enjoyed A Wrinkle in Time way back in the day, like I said, so... Um, yeah, but that said, it was a decent movie. It just felt random as heck at points. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's not bad by any means. I, I'd give it a seven. There's just a lot going on. Yeah. How about you, Jake? What are, what are you thinking? What I'm thinking. What are you thinking? What am I thinking? (laughs) I mean, how, how, how does one describe their thoughts on this? On this movie. Like I said, there's like three different plots going on. Because there's the it's love triangle, there's the illegal fishing practices, and then there's the um, communicating with dolphins, yeah. and also, I guess, Grandpa dying. Yep. Again, <laughs> a lot going on. So much going on. I just... Like I said, the fact that there was like four plots happening, it was really weird. I mean, just... Like, like I said, the book I would like to look at just because, like, how much is that... Especially because there's a third love interest in that book. So, it's like, yeah. how does that juggle? Right. Like, how does that pan out? I don't know. I don't know. Like, is Adam the one she picks in the book, too? I, I don't I know. I would assume, but I I'm don't just know. like, yeah. there's so, many, so much happening in this movie, and it doesn't all gel really well together, I'd and it say. doesn't feel like a decom either. It really doesn't. If, if I'm going to be completely honest, I think I'd give this overall, like... I want to say like a six. That's fair. It's weird. That's fair. I was debating between six and a half and seven. So yeah, it's yeah just, I, this is this is a weird one. Yeah, like it wasn't horrible, but again, like I feel like if 
I don't know. I again, I feel like if they made it under like the ABC umbrella and just gave it a slightly bigger budget, it would have mm-hmm. been better. But yeah, that's it. Yeah, so that's a ring of endless light. So, Kate, do you want to know what we're covering next episode? What is the next episode? Well, Kate, are you feeling spooky? I'm feeling spooky. Well, good. Because next episode, we will be covering the final decom from 2002 already. Woo! We will be covering the screen team. Okay. Which I've never seen before. Me either. I don't know if I've even heard of it. But, but yeah, that's our last one from 2000. Can you believe we're going to be done with 2002 after next episode? That's crazy. After me. it took us like how long to get through 99, 2000, and 2001? It took a while. Well, there were in the in the early years, there were so many decoms per year. Well, like because there was one every month, basically. Yeah. But now we're getting to the point where it's like, yeah, we're getting kind of shorter and shorter. Two thousand three, two thousand four, yeah. Yeah. And then you get to the later years, and it's like three, yeah. four decoms a year, sometimes one or two, I think. Yeah. But still, so yes, next episode we're gonna get a little spooky because we're gonna be scuffering. Scu- <laughs> we will be covering the Scream Team. That'll be interesting. Again, I've never heard of it, but I love Halloween movies. Yeah, so. So, so we'll begin spooky in June. <laughs> Yay, spooky Yay. June. Um, but yeah, with that, I believe that's going to bring us to the end of our episode. So, Kate, where can our lovely listeners find you on social media? You can find me at KBRandom on Instagram. And I just made a new Twitter. I think I said this in the last episode, but... Um, couldn't access my Twitter that actually has followers. So, so we made a new one, um, called at Kate's commentary. So follow my new Twitter. Yay. Yes, please do. She needs to get those followers. Back. Absolutely. Follow I literally had, I, I, I actually had a fair, like not a, not a pretty decent following on my old account, but alas, now I have five followers. That's okay. So hopefully you'll get more. Right. Well, hopefully things will, will develop. Yeah. But Jake, where can our listeners find you? All right. So listeners, you can find me on Twitter at JakeBlue98. You can find me on Instagram at JakeBlueArt, which Kate can attest to this. I finally posted something on in like almost a year. <laughs> yes, he did. And I'm proud. Yes. I'm going to hopefully keep consistently posting over the summer. <laughs> Um, yes. So that's that. And then as far as podcast goes, you can follow the podcast on Twitter at T-S-O-S-N podcast. And you can follow us on Instagram at something new pod. Um, we also have an email if you ever feel like using that. And if you do, that email is start something new podcast at gmail.com. And if you send us an email, we'll read it live on the show. Also, this podcast is distributed on Anchor, and Anchor is a podcasting app that allows you to record and post podcasts like the one you're listening to right now. And on Anchor, if you're listening there, you can leave us a voice message, and if you do that, we'll listen to that live on the show. And also, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, you can leave us a rating and review, which if you do, we'll also read that live on the show. But I think that's going to do it for us this episode. So... Thank you guys for listening, and we'll see you next episode for The Scream Team. The Scream Team. Yay! Bye, everyone. Bye.